I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonder. I am loving. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello and welcome again. It's another episode of the Glace Film Club. And as always, we're going to dive into a film. Um, Callum's joined me again. Hello, Callum. Hello. Um, we actually went for a trip for this one. This is the first Glace Film Club cinema trip we've had, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And what film did we watch this time? The Mule. So, very exciting. Had a nice little drive up to the, the View Cinema, which is our local one. I mean, £5 a ticket. And if we go on our little offer that we had on the uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, it's two fifty a pop. Well, you can't complain, can you? So, what we're doing, we're cutting all the costs and delivering the savings to you, but no corners are cut on quality. Don't you worry about that. So, this film, The Mule, sorry, advertise, saw a few trailers for it. Clint Eastwood's latest offering directing and starring in obviously he's had a lot of big hitters over the years but now getting on a little bit safe to say but he's still out there producing films and the mule is the latest one callum Mm. do you want to give us a quick overview of the plot i will so like mark like you said starring clint eastwood he's 88 years old so that's old isn't it it is a little bit indeed so he's 88 um he plays a character called earl stone who is a prize-winning horticulturalist. And as the film goes on, you slowly realise that he's neglected his family. He wasn't a very good father, very absent in his uh, children's formative years because he was too busy growing daffodils. Uh, He finds that he runs into hard times about 20 minutes in. The internet is uh, destroying his plant-growing business. So he ends up, bizarrely, turning to running cocaine for one of the Mexican drug cartels from Michigan all the way to Texas. How does he get into it? I think it's important to mention how he uh, gets into that. Well, he goes to his daughter's birthday party. Um, his daughters and his parents say, that, oh, where, where's the money? You haven't given us any money. Or, um, incredible, you know, you haven't looked after us. And I think it's his, one of his daughter's friends comes up to him and says, you know, I know a way you can make some quick money. Are you interested? And Clint, he kind of shoves it off his shoulder. He's like, no, I'm not really interested. But then he suddenly discovers that actually I can make a pretty pretty penny out of this. So he ends up uh, drug running for a Mexican drug cartel. Um, How does it transpire from there? Well, he's portrayed as a sort of anti-hero, isn't he? He's he's quite sentimental. He's very innocent. Um, In many ways, he's quite vulnerable. But that's kind of offset with a comedic value to the character. He ends up driving very long distances from Michigan all the way to Texas and just over the Mexican border. Um, he makes, I think, 11 trips. He makes a lot of trips. Fair few, yeah, fair yeah. few. And, a lot uh, of the miles on the clock. Indeed. Well, he, as a, when, he, when he was younger, he drove, it's really between the film, and he, was, he drove all the way across America multiple times, hence why his family are pretty pissed off with him for being an absent father. Uh, so he is going back and forth in his trusty Ford American truck, classic American car, as Clint Eastwood makes us abundantly aware. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it just transpires that uh, he be, he actually quite like drug, drug running. Um, he ends up getting arrested at the end of the film by a DEA officer played by Bradley Cooper. Um, and then he ends up going to prison, which is kind of a bleak end. 
I think that summed it up. There you go. That's, nice. That's basically so, it. Yeah. Say, quite nice how Bradley Cooper gets a little go in there. Like, he, he's used as a bit of a advertisement for it, but he's uh, not actually in it that much, you can tell. He's not, no. He didn't star as Bond as his big one. He's done this as a little uh, wage earner um, to get himself just in there enough that they can put him on the poster. Probably needed some new tyres for his uh, Mercedes or whatever. Yeah, oh, maybe. Do, do a film, get some new tyres. Maybe. But, anyway, that's the plot of The Mule. Um so, if you just wanted a little summary, thank you, Callum. There you go. Right. What, what do we think of the plot? Like you said, there it's based around. There's a lot of road tripping in there, so mm. you've got that going on. There's this conflict with the family. There's also his kind of coming to terms with getting older and the fact that the world's kind of overtaken what he was successful at. And then at the end, there's, there's almost a realization of this. So, what did you make of this? Is, did did this work for you as a classic Clint Eastwood? No, not not in many, in many, the classic Clint Eastwood film. Really, I mean, I suppose it ticks all the right boxes in some ways. I mean, Clint Eastwood film, uh, Clint Eastwood films are renowned for showing off the American landscape, um, particularly in American Sniper and Gran Torino. There is a, a huge emphasis on the relationship between the human and the American landscape. You know, we see him driving for miles. The camera angles are very conscious of the fact that uh, the characters are part of an American landscape. So it is very much a homage to uh, the beauty of um, America as a country in many ways. Um, I think in some ways the script was a little bit too brash for my liking. Particularly the uh, there's the scene where he, I think he's in... Uh, He's in the deep south somewhere, and he pulls over and sees a, a black couple that have broken down. Yeah. And he says, "Oh, do you, any of you Negroes would like any help?" And I'm thinking, "Okay, does that does that comment actually add anything to the character's depth, or is it just an extension of Clint Eastwood as a person?" Okay, kind of leading towards the latter in many ways, because he has come out and said that he's a, a Trump. Supporter, okay, and he he's, so you you think that maybe that character is just more a kind of extension of himself, of him, yeah, and, you know, sort of, yeah, definitely. So that gives me that makes me think. So the balance of it, obviously, he's directed this. So what what's he trying to say by this? Because it's made clear that his character and it is a bit behind the times. And when he says that to the black couple, obviously they're you know taken aback by it and yeah. don't take favorably to it, of course. Um, and he's kind of portrayed as this character who is, like I said, behind the times and he needs to kind of modernise. And this is shown on a smaller level when he doesn't know how to text. Yes. So in a way, it's a kind of like a critique, but do you think he is trying to make a kind of critique of that type of persona or mm. it's just him putting it in there thinking this is a type of person and this type of person needs to be respected in American society? It's interesting you ask that because throughout the film I was kind of, I was at this on this tightrope of wondering whether I was wondering whether okay is this Clint Eastwood as a person or is this a sort of critique of someone who has grown up in America with you know Ford trucks uh, you know, uh, mechanical knowledge it's continually uh, driven home that he's very very good at fixing things that sort of archetypal american uh, masculine complex um is in his character as well um do you think it takes a positive or a negative look at that i think because in the end 
if you think about it, yes, it's saying it's kind of pointing out the flaws in that character, like we've um, suggested there, and also shows how he has fallen out with his family. But there's a lot of redemption at the end of the film. There is, as if to yeah. say, okay, this person was more a product of his time, and that time kind of ran against him it's not necessarily saying he was a bad person and he indulged in all the bad bad things and therefore he deserves to be punished it's like saying okay he had good intentions but the work he did the time he was in the way he acted as a result of that punished him and in the end he got the redemption he kind of deserved that's what i kind of feel there's an almost a way of and maybe this is through clint eastwood's direction purposely saying okay, yeah, these things look bad on the surface, but actually this person, he is a victim here and he deserves this redemption at the end. We shouldn't all be pointing the finger. And that comes back to what you were saying. And if it is an extension of Clint Eastwood in this kind of Trump America, he might be kind of um, saying, all right, well, maybe you look at me in this way, but why am I the victim of all this? This is not necessarily a bad persona to have. Except throughout the film, he, he's constantly grappling with the idea of whether he should continue drug running. Yeah. And it's, you know, it slowly becomes apparent that actually he quite likes the money. You know, the first the first couple of times he does it, he's, yeah. he's taken aback by the fact oh, this is so much money that I'm earning. Well, it's for his family and he yeah. um, reopens the uh, veterans like community centre, which, which again is extremely interesting because that, again, adds to his character, doesn't it? He is... He yearns for this nostalgic American past. And, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. He, he he's very uh, he's quite sad that he has to give up his old Ford pickup truck and buy a new one. And he's very, you know, he, he constantly says whether well, the community center, the veteran center, because he's a Korean War veteran. The character, um, he constantly says, "Oh, I remember when this place was buzzing. I remember when this when we could go. Everyone came here, and now it's 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 dead. And in many ways, that represents that sort of death of." Uh, of the 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 youth that Clint Eastwood grew up with, I yeah. think, and you know that's echoed again with his relationship with the internet, the fact that his main character is being bought out of business because of technological change. Um, his main the main character is um, being forced to make money in a questionable way because the pace of change, the pace of the modern age, is making that character irrelevant. That american uh person clint eastwood's character irrelevant to society and i think that's that is very interesting but when he does get on board with it like you said he quickly adapts to it he buys a nice car for himself yeah he goes to the party of the uh drug lord and then has sex with the women and gets drunk that that was a very interesting that was weird it was very weird don't get me wrong it was very weird um but is that again going back to what i was saying is that kind of an acceptance of going, okay, the modern world has got its uh, benefits and he's now opened his eyes to it, that character, but ultimately at the end, at the end of it, he realises none of that's important. It's his family or his lost family and also the most emotive moments are like at the Veterans Centre when he's dancing and he's celebrating the fact that he opened it. So yeah. in a way it's saying, okay, this person's behind the times and when they do let themselves into the modern way of living they appreciate that but actually that's not the important things and you know you shouldn't get caught up in it I and, think, if, and that, yeah. that kind of then says to me is yes this is a very much 
Clint Eastwood, now he's older as a kind of reflection on his own persona saying, should I be more like this? Or, you know, trying to make peace with the, you know, with your life and life decisions. You see a lot of artists and authors do this towards uh, the latter parts of the life is a kind of reflection back and even if there's no kind of clear decisiveness to say all right the old ways are better or these views are right it's more yeah. kind of saying yeah there's this is what i'm thinking but i'm not quite sure where this is taking me and why it's taking me there. it's interesting you say that because you know some of the the script particularly the bit where he's helping the the black family um put a tire back on and he describes them as negroes and then he has sex with those two prostitutes that are pretty much the half his age i think in the 50s and 60s where when and the 70s when clint eastwood was at was at his height that type of writing would have been acceptable that type of uh, film uh, would have been part of the norm and i think that's broken down in many ways because that character that represents all those 50s 60s and 70s tropes is forced to uh make his money in a in like i said in a questionable way and also it ultimately ends in his demise being arrested the pace of change pace of modern change catches up with those 50s 60s 70s tropes and then they're slowly eliminated and then at the end he comes to terms with that by saying when he's on trial he says no i'm guilty i absolutely did this and i think that's a nice sort of way of slamming the door on the past yeah yeah to say this happened and i appreciate some things with the good reasons some of the bad yeah and some should have been done but it happened i think there's a line i think he sort of uh and that adds to the character's vulnerability in a way doesn't it and his innocence i mean when you when you I was talking to some of my friends about I went to see The Mule and I, I described it I had Clint Eastwood in and he was running drugs uh, for a Mexican drug cartel and everyone that I spoke to were like oh is he, is he like this sort of tough uh, you know does he end up slaying all the the Mexican drug dealers and everything like that and that's what you'd expect but no he completely he turns it on its head and uh, dismisses that sort of archetype that maybe he's been cast as and says and he's a very vulnerable character very um very weak character and sentimental and i think that was quite refreshing for a clint eastwood film in many ways yeah absolutely i get that but anyway let's just um bounce back to the actual mechanics of the plot um so a lot of this is based around the scenes where he's driving and doing these drug runs engaging with um the gangs of Mexicans are involved with this, whether it be the drug lords or the lower down, uh, the guys who are working at the garage where he goes and picks it up. How does this work for the film as you? Because like I said, there's a lot of driving, there's a lot of kind of repetitive motion in that. We said kind of what that's meant to mean, but just visually and to actually take in for the plot. Does this work? Is it entertaining? Is it gripping? Because I found it just got a little bit dull at points and I got, the point of the journey and how he develops and how it shows his mind changing in different ways. But there were just points of it where I was just kind of conscious of just like, all right, yeah, another driving scene without much to it. Maybe there was an extra little bit, whether it be, oh, the bit where he has to um, get one of the guys from the uh, drug lord's house to go and ride with him and he does it as a bit of pressure. But I feel like there's not enough 
jeopardy or not enough contemplation. It's just kind of, yes, we're showing that he's a fairly simple character, fairly vulnerable and all that, but for me, it drags on a bit too long, this kind of up and down the road section without much being added to the plot. What do you think about it? Yeah, I, I would agree that parts of the film does lack substance, although I do think at the same time, those extended driving scenes are uh, pure indulged cinematographic. Oh, get me words out. Cinematographic. Oh God. Cinematographic. Cinematographic. Is that a word? I think so. Cinematographic. It's part of Clint Eastwood's cinematography. There we go. We got We're on there. safer ground. Well, now. We got there in the end. That was me trying to be fancy with words <laughs> beatboxing indeed yeah. the sounds of it <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of wine okay right. okay that, yeah. that's his indulgence then you think. yeah so yeah i think that's just it's part of his indulgence to um show off his camera angles and his camera work in some ways um but do you think it works um if you are deeply in love with the American landscape and love watching a Ford drive around, then yeah. We can't, you just watch any American, like all American films to get that fix. Like for yeah. me, it's like, okay, yeah, that's great. Looks fantastic. Well, I suppose it's juxtaposed with the um, the classic American uh, musicians that he plays in his car as well. It's very much a homage to that old school American uh, tradition of going on long drives and driving from one state to the other and experiencing the country in, in its entirety and its flesh and it's the flesh of the landscape is is very uh, powerful in, in those scenes I think it depends on your perspective in terms of whether you like looking at the cinema, cinematography of the American landscape or whether it does just get a bit dull and I, I, I'm inclined to lean towards the latter really that it, it, it at times it does get a bit repetitive and a bit dull um however i keep feeling like it was building up to something a bit more tense yes so it yeah. left me at the moment like is it building up to a bit of drama and jeopardy or is it making a different point and i feel it did build up to drama which was quite disappointing actually when it did because i thought the drama wasn't that exciting or there wasn't too much of it in a way that was gripping and enticing and i was kind of hoping oh maybe it's making a bigger point or going to do something bigger with a plot twist or something more intriguing but i was like no it's building up to drama when it got to the drama it was you know highly uh disappointing so that's just what frustrated me yes beautiful shots and uh, yes it added to this whole kind of image of it like you said the classic american look but there was just too much of the film doing that without enough plot substance to make me really connect with the film yeah there is an element of that um i also think you could you could even suggest that the uh extended driving scenes the reason why it got so dull and monotonous was to mirror the the journey that the character was making constantly you know such a long drive from Michigan to yeah, Texas I get that. the stopping but the there's got to be a certain point where you draw Indi the line between well, exactly and that, this is where I think Clint Eastwood's aesthetic went and his indulgence went a little bit too far I think he tried to mirror that uh, that, that feeling of being on this long arduous journey this long arduous drive that the audience were, were a part of it which links back to my previous point about the character and the audience being part of the landscape I think that's very much a trope of Eastwood films, uh, but I agree it did get a bit monotonous. 
Okay, let's, let's fly through a few other bits because we've got um, just over 10 minutes to get through this. So wider themes, yes, you've talked about and we've said how we think this might be an extension of Clint Eastwood as a director and maybe it's a retrospective look at his own life and career or maybe it's an extension of his current views and values. Also, you've got in there the kind of all-American setting and you've got that feeling of the vintage American lifestyle. But what else do you think is in this film like what's the point of him being a drug mule what's the point of the family um, elements because there's obviously there's a big element of redemption and him trying to claw back back lost time is there anything else in there that you think this film is speaking to i think um the uh, it speaks to the sort of the desperate um the desperate uh, the desperate aspects that human beings are willing to go to to uh, build bridges with with family members because throughout the whole film his relationship with his family except his granddaughter actually is um extremely fractious it's very uh, uh but she's the one i was furthest away from him so well yeah i mean there is wife and daughter who there is that lived element. with yeah. him they're the, the most hurt indeed and i think as he gets older, and I suppose it's what happens when everyone gets older, they become more reflective and a lot more um, mindful of the actions that they do, in theory anyway. Would you think his character regrets that at the end? Because obviously he comes to terms with it and so does his family and they let him in and he starts turning up and well, doing stuff. But is he regretful of those actions or is he just glad he's made amends? Because I don't think he shows much remorse in the sense of, oh... I wish I would have been there and done that. I wish I would have never have messed about and done it all. He's just kind of, oh no, I realise that I need to give my family more and oh, my ex-wife's died. I'm just glad that she likes me at the end. You know, it feels there is a bit element. selfish in that sense. There is an element of that. Although at the same time, I would disagree in terms of when he's in his back garden and he's staring at the flowers that his wife planted, um, that, that she kept. Um, and one of them was uh, slowly dying. I felt that was quite a poignant, uh, a poignant scene, because it represents the longevity of their relationship, the fact that she still thought about him even in his absence. But also, it kind of emphasises the the inevitability of death as well. That you you don't you don't have many years on on the earth, so it's important to make that make all those years important. And I do think there is a sense of regret towards the end of not spending time or time with his family and that's mirrored with the metaphor of the dying plant he'd spent his entire life um being a horticulturalist and then at the very end when his wife is dying of cancer and he's feeling pretty regretful uh i think there is an element of oh god i wish i'd spent more time but there is but also on the, equally there is that element of oh I've, I've made up now i've made up for lost time although saying that the fact that he was driven to be a Mexican drug mule for the cartels emphasizes the how dramatic the move is from being a horticulturist to a drug runner. It's almost like he's been driven to it desperate times. Yeah. Call for desperate. Well, yeah. Measures. So there's no change in his lifestyle until he loses his farm. Exactly, like, and that, that that would I don't feel that would have happened if he would have kept his no farm throughout. And that's yes, I get. Um, I feel the slight sympathy. For that way, it feels more like his family are the one who's hurt in it, and he's just the one kind of playing around with their lives, which is, yeah, you know, the most frustrating for because he's the oldest, yes, out of them all. 
but yet they're the ones who are suffering. Okay, we've not got long left now. So that's covered the themes. I think some interesting themes in there. Um, and like we said, some of it works, some of it's maybe a little bit too laboured. Yes. Um, but as we mentioned, the uh, cinematography, what's your favourite part of this as the Clint Eastwood direction? What works for you in this film? Um, you know, uh, the landscape, really, I think. I really, really like those wide-angle shots of uh, when he's driving through um, Texas and Nevada. It's such a when the sun's going down, he's driving that old Ford, and there's like and the stickers on these of every single American state that he's been to. It is quite, quite poetic. Uh, it speaks the camera speaks volumes in that respect because it's doing a wide-angle shot of. Uh, a rural landscape it's him driving but then in the background there's all these stickers of all these American states that he's visited and it is just um, it makes me a little bit jealous that his character has managed to visit that many places uh, because the freedom that he has driving that Ford across the landscape is is quite moving in some ways yeah, I'm getting, no, sent- I get- I'm getting quite sentimental. No, yeah, well, you're having a little bit. <laughs> you're longing for a little bit of this at the moment. Indeed, yeah, um, yeah. But yes, I get that. But as a whole, for me, the cinematography just it just feels a bit bland. There's yes. that element of it where it shows the American landscape, but apart from that, I don't feel there's much else to it. There's all right, some nice shots of the flowers, and yeah. he also um, uses stuff to kind of you know you get the emotion with the family but apart from the whole film's quite simplistic oh yeah and absolutely the subplot yeah. that runs alongside it of bradley cooper's um character as he's working along to try and yeah. capture him and they find out at the end that all right it's this old guy and they've met in the diner before and it's all like oh no they met each other once and then he finds it but yeah that subplot for me is very linear without yes much to it to there's not really much visual intrigue and there's not really much plot intrigue so it's just like bradley cooper joins this new mm. arm of the uh, police they go and he's gets sent to go and find him since we have a maverick he does find him in the end brilliant but yes i like the visuals in the sense that it's set in a nice area but for me that's just it, because it's in quite a nice location it doesn't really do much for me or kind of challenge me as a viewer and this is why i think the plot alongside the cinematography getting a bit dull midway through for me i think that's why i just think it was just a bit too plain without much to excite me i'm not saying i won't bang bang shoot them up all the time but the plot didn't give me enough for that all oh, the cinematography and this is why i was just left in big chunks of it feeling just a little bit bored really i agree and you know whilst i did like the the wide angle shots they were quite good um i do agree it was very linear it lacked it had a it was aesthetically deficient. Yeah. It, you know, it was. It, I agree. It was very, very sort of bland and, you know, it's not terrible. It's not great. I mean, we said when we came out of the cinema, didn't we? We, we both said it was all right. Yeah. But it wasn't the best. Exactly. You know, and I think that, is, that sums it up. I mean, the Wall Street Journal, I was reading a review about it today. The Wall Street Journal said, and I quote, not a movie you'd want to see for its nuance. Okay. And I think that sums it up. It does quite nicely, yeah. doesn't it? Okay, that's interesting. Um, just before we shut up here, we've got about five minutes. Um, characters, we've talked a lot about Clint Eastwood's characters. The main character 
any other characters in it do you think um, add take from the plot? For me, I think it's pretty much all about him. I can't think of any other. And yeah, when we look at who's the uh, other big actor in it, Bradley Cooper doesn't really do much. Like I was saying, I think it's just him to get another payday while he's working on A Star Is Born because there's no other big performances in it. And again, I'm not saying I want mega crazy stuff all the time, but the other characters, like we've got his family, we've got his ex-wife, we've got his daughter, his granddaughter in there. Then we've got the uh, Mexican drug lords. In between all them, it's very much an isolated film. And yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, that works for what it is because there's a lot of driving, and it's his journey. But um, again, there's nothing extra there which makes me think, okay, this is exciting. This is leading me down another path. It was just very, again, straightforward. It was just plodding through what was a quite good film to the end without really challenging me to think about anything. Or it was just kind of like, yeah, I get that. Yeah. All right, film next yeah i agree and you know i think a lot more could have been made from his wife's character who was dying of cancer yeah a lot more could have been done with that um his daughter actually plays his daughter in the film oh, really yeah and I, I was reading about yeah i was reading about it and even her character you know the the main line the main storyline is that their relationship is is uh, fractured and yet it's never really built on properly is it no it's just kind of you weren't around you were an absent father and he kind of grunts and goes and then gets back in his ford and that's about it yeah. really and another thing that frustrated i've just remembered is when the drug lords are after him and he goes awol for a few days and like right yeah. if you do that we're gonna kill you and they find him he's got his uh suit on because he's been to the funeral and they ask yes. him why he's like oh he's been to a funeral his ex-wife's funeral and then he rings up the main guy and goes, oh, we can't kill him. He was at his wife's funeral. And, all right, okay, nice to see a bit of mercy and sympathy there. But it was just kind of But it doesn't make sense. Like, know, yeah, it exactly. just doesn't make sense. Remember these, like, and it takes away the whole threat of the whole thing. Yeah, it And does. just lowers yeah. the whole tone of it, where the excitement of the film was that he was working in this dangerous situation, yet when the danger came, it was like, Oh, you know, that's that's nice, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And then, for me, it just kind of fell flat a bit after yeah, that. definitely. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Let's. We've raced through everything there, said what we think of it all, themes, Clint Eastwood's direction, the cinematography, but let's get the grand review and out of ten. What do you think, Callum? Six. Six? Yeah. What would you say um, in a brief summary if someone asks you about it? Uh, a classic Eastwood film lacking aesthetic deficiency but you won't be incredibly bored whilst watching it okay thank you i think it's a nice way of putting it i would also agree six out of ten and i hark back to what we said as we walked out the cinema that was a good film it was nothing more nothing less it was very watchable you know it had a good plot that works but without it really pushing the boundaries of anything and there wasn't anything extra visually or any kind of characters which made me think you know what it works on that level because sometimes you'll watch a film which has got a ridiculous plot but visually like wow that's incredible i really want to see that again or tell somebody go and watch it didn't really bring much out of me i saw the point of it i got it it was. I don't regret going watching it, but I'm not going to force other people to go and watch it. So six out of ten. Thank you, Clint Eastwood. But 
no thank you exactly um, yeah. I think there's a lot better films out there if you want to watch a Clint Eastwood film so that concludes indeed The Mule thank you for joining me again Callum on the no Film Club yeah. podcast absolutely I'm yeah. sure you'll be back again very soon obviously now we've started going to the cinema after we're going to go every week now haven't we we've treated ourselves yeah well the 250 there we go bargain yeah. so if anyone wants to recommend any films they want us to uh, check out leave some comments on iTunes or you can put it on our SoundCloud page we will be getting some social media pages soon don't you worry about that that is going to happen but we'll have to leave the uh, admin fairies to sort that out but for now get on iTunes It'd be fantastic if you could give us a rating as well and we can share all our views on films with the rest of the world five the stars. world that's how big we're going it's got to be five stars five stars because of that's course, all of it's worth yeah. five stars rate this higher than we rated the mule exactly that's what we're saying Indeed. anyway yeah. thank you for listening thank you Callum thank you and we'll be back again soon goodbye